0: The recipe for a good day brought to you by Little General Convenience Stores, your neighborhood store. Why fight the lines at the big box chains when Little General Convenience Stores has what you need, selling only the best quality brands like Garlic Farms, Boston Salads, Prepared Foods, KM and Purdue. Little General also sells lottery, tobacco products, and yes, of course, your stop for your daily newspapers. Weekly specials change every Monday, so check online at littlegeneral.com for this week's specials. LittleGeneral.com is the place to go for the delicious recipes you heard here on A Recipe for a Good Day with Chef Gary. So whether you're picking up food or products for your home or if you're looking for food or coffee on the go, shop your neighborhood store. Little General Convenience Stores, open eight days a week. A pleasant good morning to you. Welcome to Recipe for a Good Day, your weekly food destination brought to you by Little General Convenience Stores. And we thank you for being with us here on this Wednesday in front of the big cooking day of Thanksgiving. That's right. It is here. And we're going to... Salute to all of our home chefs today who are busy, busy, busy getting ready for that big food day tomorrow. Of course, this is recipe for a good day. Chef Gary McLaughlin busy in his kitchen cooking, cooking, cooking on behalf of Little General convenience stores. So when you stop by and they're fully stocked, that's Gary working hard at Cumberland Hill Road as all the locations of Little General working hard to stay fully stocked and prepare your needs for your Thanksgiving meal. Remember, they will be open, limited hours on Thanksgiving but if you wake up and you're working in your kitchen in the morning hours you are short of product, you can visit a Little General convenience store near you. Part of the format of the program, Chef Gary starts out with his radio shout-outs, a little proverbial pad on the back for somebody out there in the community. And today, it's going out to all those working hard in their home kitchens. And a lot of people start uh, preparing the meals on Wednesday, work all day on your Thursday. And then uh, hopefully get a hearty thank you for the hard work in their kitchen. So our radio shout-out, our radio pad on the back is going to you, the home cook. Now, I hope, with Gary not here, you don't expect me to woo. But I think it would be appropriate to give our shout-out cooks in your home today a gobble. So a gobble, gobble to you. There's the third one. All right, now it's an official shout-out. We had three gobbles instead of a woo on this Wednesday before Thanksgiving. And this is our fourth edition. Of our Thanksgiving series, the past editions are available for you to listen to at littlegeneral.com. And it's been quite a month. We started out talking about some side dishes. And then we moved into taters and stuffing in week two. Week three, it was largely turkey talk. And, of course, our French-Canadian meat stuffing. That's a must for any Thanksgiving table. Those past editions, you can go littlegeneral.com online. Look at the bottom of any of their web pages. And you'll see, listen to Recipe for a Good Day. It'll play right there on any device, whether it's your phone, whether it's a tablet or a desktop computer, Apple or Windows. You can enjoy Recipe for a Good Day. So what are we offering today on our fourth edition of the series of Thanksgiving? Well, we'll be talking some cranberry. We'll be talking a little gravy. And then we'll be talking the best part of Thanksgiving All those leftovers and some ideas that you can utilize for your leftover turkey and other items as well. Matter of fact, that's going to be our theme uh, for our email question this week as uh, we will be back uh, on uh, December 1st. But we're curious to know. We'll give some ideas. But if we don't mention something that you do, if you have something unique with your Thanksgiving leftovers, let us know. How do you do that? You simply send an email to the program. If you have a question from your kitchen or a recipe you'd like to share, we'd love to hear from you. Just email the show at askthechef at wnri.com. That's askthechef at wnri.com. potato do the candy jam do the I'm funky done. turkey call it's time to jam if you don't
1: wanna dance, hey, baby that's all right.
0: some non stop shopping do we'll work up an every time we we'll call the, business the, don't don't yeah. the more you eat the greater you you are going to speed Yes, indeed. Chef Gary coming along with those specials in just a moment here on the program as he is in his kitchen preparing some of the grabbing goes and items that will be ready for your pickup at Low General. Gary is at the Cumberland Hill Road location today. It's a busy day both for cooks and radio programmers. As uh, when I get off the air this afternoon, I'll be working on our holiday programming in order to uh, have some time off tomorrow morning. On our Thursday morning lineup, by the way, We will have Daybreak Southern New England and Upfront and Anna Marie's Tactfully Tenacious. And we'll begin our Thanksgiving programming at 10 a.m. And then I'll be heading home to uh, cook and enjoy the holidays uh, with family and certainly uh, a little extra special Thanksgiving as it's just uh, great to be here on planet Earth. Uh, We'll be joined by Gary at the Little General Store where we'll cover up some of the... Um, so, items on sale this week. By the way, uh, we have uh, some sale items that you can utilize. I was busy uh, shopping around and I stopped by Little General in North Smithfield. And I want to give a shout-out to the man who helped serve us at that store. This was in North Smithfield. So I want to say, hi, Josh at the deli. Josh gave us some great service at the North Smithfield deli, right at the top of St. Paul Street and Great Road. And it was very pleasant. uh, And I picked up some of that ground pork on sale. I picked up, see if you can guess what I'm making, a pound and a half of ground pork and a pound and a half of ground beef can you guess that's right it's french canadian meat stuffing and it's made with some of the best of the best of the meats at little general convenience stores as of course we call it your convenience store with more so that ground pork continues to be on sale 349 a pound at all little general locations and it is a crucial element For your meat stuffing, if you're going to make a meat pie, or if you're going to make the uh, just a tabletop stuffing, ground pork, ground beef, potatoes, and more, all in that great product. So, we uh, believe we have Chef Gary on the live line, so we'll bring him into the program from his bunker kitchen on Cumberland Hill Road. Good morning, Chef Gary.
1: Merry Christmas, Jeff. Merry Christmas. <laughs> so I won't see you oh, for a while. Oh, it's not Christmas yet? Oh, my.
0: <laughs> I was just giving a shout-out to Josh at the deli in North Smithfield. Gave us good service when we stopped in there you go. to pick there up you our uh, ground pork and our ground beef. Uh, for the uh, French-Canadian meat stuffing. And yes, I was yes. glad to see it remained on sale because I didn't get there last week so when I stopped in this week, I was happy to see the sale price was still in effect.
1: There you go. There you go. That's great. We we try to serve. We try to serve our public.
0: So what are you making today that's tied you up?
1: Oh, I am doing uh, orders uh, for uh, the dinners and uh, for our grab-and-go case, we have uh, carrots and turnip mix we have butternut squash we have the mashed potatoes and gravy we have uh, uh bread stuffing we have sweet potatoes we, uh, we have a partridge in a pear tree <laughs>
0: hey, hey that was on key
1: <laughs> yeah thank you thank you thank you so we're cooking away uh, very hectic uh but everything's falling into place uh but i do want to remind our uh, wonderful listeners and by the way Uh, Happy holidays and uh, happy Thanksgiving to all our listeners uh, and to our wonderful customers. Uh, It's a great time of year. It's a great time of year. Uh, I do want to remind everyone that we have our pies here, uh, uh, the uh, hotel pies and the uh, cream pies, all available. Uh, And, you know, we have the chocolate cream pie. We have the banana cream, the pineapple cream. Uh, Then we have the blueberry pie, the pumpkin pie, the custard pies. So we have a full variety of the pies. And then uh, also, uh, uh, Jeff, from our deli, of course, let's not forget the great pumpkin bread pudding from our dear friends at Boston Salad. And then uh, don't forget, folks, we also have Buddha ball hams. Now, we're going to have those throughout the holidays, you know, also for Christmas. Uh, probably throughout the whole month of uh, December, too. And my favorite, uh, eggnog, and I wish I could put a little brandy in it. Oh, I can't say that on the air. I'm sorry. <laughs> and, <laughs> well, you
0: uh, can say it. Uh, you just can't drink it on the air.
1: <laughs> there you go. There you go. There you go. And that's from our dear friends at Gorilla, and that's $4.99 and a half gallons. So uh, we have everything. We have dinner rolls. We have everything that you would need for your last-minute shopping. Here at the store, the convenience store is more. Uh, So we have everything for your holiday. We have everything going forward. And then, you know, uh, when you're all done, you can make some wonderful, wonderful leftovers, Jeff.
0: And that's going to be a big subject of today's program. What to do with leftovers? I actually went with a, with a larger turkey than we needed this year because, A, I wanted the extra bread meat. I noticed that the carcass, the, the, the drumsticks, the, the thighs seemed to be comparable. So the extra poundage seemed to be all breast meat. So I went a little larger Correct. so I could have those leftovers to work with. Correct. And uh, what you'll be missing out on today is we'll be uh, talking about cranberry sauces and some varieties of that. Uh, We'll also tell you why the cranberries are red. Oh, there you go. You know why the cranberries are red? Uh, Why are the cranberries red, Jeff? Because they saw the turkey dressing.
1: Ah, <laughs> I, I would
0: had that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we're, we'll be covering gravy and how to make your uh, from scratch gravy for your turkey yep. dinner. Uh, of course, we'll be going over leftovers as well. And if time allows, Gary, we're going to talk a little bit of history of uh, pilgrims. We're going to give some early pilgrim recipes, like how the pilgrims baked their cookies. And one of the key ingredients to that was Mayflower. Oh, uh,
1: yes. Yeah. Very good.
0: It was embarrassing at the first Thanksgiving because the Pilgrim's pants, they kept falling down during the dinner. Uh, That's because they're wearing the buckles on their hats. Eventually they. Oh, no. They they learned how to do that. (laughs) Uh, Oh, that's wonderful. But uh, tomorrow on Thanksgiving, Little General uh, will be open at least early on for the needs of the shoppers. Uh, uh, tomorrow yes, on thanksgiving yes. will little general be open for the convenience yes, of the shoppers
1: until uh, five o'clock Until five o'clock five o'clock yes come Hill. Okay. Yes. So, uh, Hill Road is five o'clock but jeff have uh if you have a favorite store uh please call your favorite store you know uh Manville road harrisville uh little uh one forty six great road. Uh, So, please call because the hours could be different. But at Cumberland Hill Road, it is uh, 5 o'clock.
0: All right. So, sounds good. Uh, Meanwhile, Chef Gary, we hope after all the cooking, you get a little time to rest, relax, and enjoy some of the Thanksgiving
1: I hope so. I hope so.
0: And uh, we'll get back in the saddle together next Wednesday in studio.
1: It would be a pleasure. It would be an absolute pleasure because... You know, I enjoy the show, and I know uh, all our lovely customers love my voice when I sing, so I got to get ready for the holiday. You know, there's more Christmas songs than Thanksgiving songs, so I've been practicing. (coughs) (coughs) Rudolph, I'll let you know next week.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We'll try to, I'll put you on the hook now. We'll have a few shows before uh, Christmas, so maybe uh, maybe we can squeak a a little... Gary Carroll at the top of each program.
1: I would love to. I would absolutely love to. All
0: right. We'll see how that affects the ratings.
1: Okay. All right. Have a great cooking day, Chef Gary. You too, Chef. Thank you. Thank you for everything. Happy holidays to you and yours. And we'll be on the rebound next week.
0: All right. Well, get to work, Gary.
1: Okay, my friend. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
0: Checking in with some of the great sale items. Stewing beef also on sale. five ninety nine dollars a pound. Um, so maybe a little beef stew after your Thanksgiving dinner as you move into the weekend if you want to switch it up. And uh, again, five ninety nine dollars a pound for stewing beef. Something tells me we'll be talking about stews as we move through the winter. So we're going to get going on the program. We're going to hit cranberry sauces in a moment. Uh, this is your recipe for a good day brought to you by Little Lod- general convenience stores. Recipe for a Good Day brought to you by Little General Convenience Stores with six locations for your shopping needs throughout the Blackstone Valley. Two-in-One Socket, Manville Road and Cumberland Hill Road. Great Road, North Smithfield. Front Street in Lincoln. Chapel Street in Boroughville. And Central Avenue in Pawtucket. Always hot, always fresh coffee stations to get your day started. Grab and go meals perfectly prepared for you. Whether it's for an easy lunch to get you through your work day or to make an easy, satisfying dinner to end your day and of course delicious deli items from top of the line lunch meats to top of the line steak and chicken products oh and of course always fresh ground hamburg. stay up to date on each week's sale items by going online at littlegeneral.com your convenience store with more little general where you always get a smile a please and a thank you open every day including today proud sponsors of recipe for a good day little general convenience stores
1: There are so many songs about Christmas The reindeer, the lights, and the gifts We sing chestnuts are roasting and marshmallows toasting And here comes old jolly Saint Nick Now don't get me wrong, I sure love all those songs But one holiday gets left out
0: you see, no one remembers a song for November, but that's going to change starting now. One, two, three, four. Gobble, gobble, one. Gobble, gobble. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Welcome to the recipe for a good day. We're going to get into cranberry sauces and a few varieties that you can uh, make if you uh, don't want to use a can opener for your cranberry sauce. Uh, we're going to go over uh, first a base cranberry sauce. Uh, we're going to give you a few variations of that as well. So we're going to start off with a cranberry sauce. What type of time are you talking about? Well, working time, about 20 minutes. Uh, and this would make about five five half pints of cranberry sauce. The first thing you're going to need is some jars. So you're looking for some uh, five half pint jars and... And lids, you're gonna wash them out. Nice hot soapy water, rinse well, and I keep the lids and bands in some hot water. You're gonna sterilize the jars. Place them right side up on the rack in a water bath. Or in a uh, saucepan, cover it with some hot water by one inch and then boil it up for about 10 minutes. Keep those jars in hot water until it's ready to use. Uh, Here is your ingredients list. You're going to look for about 12 ounces of fresh or frozen cranberries, two cups of orange juice, one and a quarter cup of sugar, one vanilla bean. You can split that vanilla bean or you can use two teaspoons of vanilla extract. Uh one teaspoon of grated lime zest, a half a teaspoon of ground cloves, and a half a teaspoon of ground ginger. That are your that is your ingredient list. Uh so you're gonna take a large non aluminum saucepan, stir together the cranberries, the orange juice, the sugar, If you're going to use vanilla bean, use that. If not, you're using vanilla extract. Don't add in the vanilla extract. But if you're going to use a vanilla bean, you can add that in. But hold off if you're using vanilla extract. You're going to grate in that lime zest, those cloves and ginger. And you're going to bring that all to a boil over a medium heat. Reduce the heat once it reaches a boil. Let it simmer and cook. Give it an occasional stirring. And you'll notice some of the cranberries pop. That's okay. And the mixture will thicken in about 15 minutes. When it thickens after about 15 minutes, remove it from the heat. Take the vanilla bean. Save it for another use. But if you are using vanilla extract, this is where you stir it in after the simmering and after the boiling. Stir it right into that mixture. Drain the cranberry sauce into the jars up to uh, a quarter inch from the top. Seal those jars and then uh, chill them. You need to chill them. Uh, if you... Uh, if you uh, uh, want, if you don't like vanilla, the vanilla thing is, is an added flavor. Um, I know some people do not like it. Leave it out. Um, but again, this is something that is going to uh, be a little special on your cranberry sauce table uh, plate. But what you're going to need to do is do this first because you're going to want this in the fridge for some time before the meal is done. So what I would say once your turkey's in, Get the cranberry sauce done first before you work on your vegetables before you work on your, your mashed potatoes or items like that you're going to want to do that early in the morning or perhaps tonight and then leave it in the fridge and let it get nice and uh, nice and chilled up in, in the refrigerator uh, Frozen cranberries you can add them direct to the saucepan you don't need to thaw them by the way if you're not using fresh cranberries. Uh, the local recipe you know I like the local books appears in many editions from the Sacred Heart Cookbook to the Secret Ingredient Cookbook and it's all published by the same person, Donna Burles. and Donna wanted to share cranberry relish it's a far simpler recipe but it could still give the taste you're looking for fresh, not canned and it's a little simpler three ingredients really Uh, Cranberries, one package, one large can of pineapple chunks, and one package of frozen strawberries. Cook those cranberries according to the directions on the package. Add in the pineapple and the frozen strawberries while it's hot. Stir it together, mash it up, and you have a what she calls a cranberry relish. Versus a cranberry sauce. And it'll just go fantastic either A with your turkey dinner or even perfect if you're using one of those Buddha ball hams from little general convenience stores. The cranberry relish recipe by Donna Burles. You can find it if you have the Old Sacred Heart cookbook, if you have the secret ingredient cookbook, many of the uh, local cookbooks. I found that Donna Burles recipe reappearing for what is called cranberry relish. Now, let's get a little adventurous. And again, as you're listening to these, you might hear something that sounds good, but yet you maybe you haven't made your decision yet. Remember, you can search online and probably find similar recipes for these items. Uh, we're going to talk here for the uh, minted cranberry sauce. Mint are big things for the holiday season. And uh, this is going to be a mint cranberry sauce. And that fresh mint adds that wonderful taste, perfect with a chicken, turkey, dinner, or even good with lamb or ham, depending on what meat you are providing for your family on Thanksgiving. So the ingredient list for a minted cranberry sauce would be one-third cup of firmly packed, chopped up fresh mint leaves. And I would go fresh mint leaves here. One-third cup of boiling water. Four cups fresh cranberries, that's about one pound if you're looking at the package weight. One cup of uh, or eight ounces of sugar, two-third cups of cold water, and finely shredded zest, this not using lime, using a half of lemon. And the, the process is fairly easy. Place the mint in a small bowl. Pour in the boiling water, let that steep for roughly 10 minutes, sort the cranberries, get rid of any soft ones, Uh, combine in the sugar and cold water in a saucepan, bring that to a boil, stir to dissolve the sugar completely so it doesn't stick to the bottom of the pan. The cranberries can be added. The lemon zest can be added and let it return back to a boil. And as usual, once it does achieve a boil, reduce it and let it simmer. Cover it uh, partially and cook until thickened. The cranberries, again, will have some burst. That is perfectly fine. And that will take about 10 minutes. And then you're going to use a, a, a sieve, a nice mesh sieve. Place it over a, a glass measuring cup. Strain the mint leaves. Press them with the back of a spoon to make sure you get all that flavored water out of those mint leaves. You should have about a quarter cup or so of liquid. And then add it into the cranberry, Stir it well. Blend it. Cook it for another minute. Pour it into a bowl. And let it cool a bit before serving. You can refrigerate it. You can let it come back to room temperature before serving for minted cranberry sauce. Now, we don't expect you to write all that down while we're talking. But, of course, we are limited on minutes. So, we invite you to go to littlegeneral.com and hear these recipes back. And also, remember, we're just planting seeds of ideas. So, if you're looking for a minted cranberry sauce, I'm sure you can find and print a recipe similar to this online you know how i love my apples and my oranges so we're going to talk a little bit about apple orange cranberry sauce and it's a nice variation i love my citrus a half an orange two cups water one tart apple we're looking for a granny smith maybe a macintosh i like the granny smith apples myself Three cups in this recipe of fresh cranberries, one and a quarter cup of sugar, a half teaspoon of ground cinnamon, and a half a quarter teaspoon, excuse me, of ground cloves. And you're going to use your juicer. Squeeze that juice out of the orange half. Set the juice aside. Uh, remove that uh, that membrane, that white membrane, from the orange shell and discard it. Cut that shell into a uh, small dice, what is left after you get that, that membrane out of it. Uh, put it into a small saucepan with some water. Bring it to a boil and let it cook for 10 minutes. You're going to drain that and then again, like the orange juice, set it aside. At this point, you're going to turn to your apples. Peel, quarter, and core your apples. And then chop them up into small pieces. Put them in a saucepan, sort the cranberries, again, getting rid of any soft cranberries. Add it to the apples along with the reserved diced orange peel and also the reserved orange juice. In addition to that, the sugar, the cinnamon, the cloves. Bring it to a boil, reduce it, let it simmer Uh, It'll uh, need some stirring on occasion as it thickens up. And you'll notice the apple becomes tender. You'll notice those cranberries burst. That's, again, 10 to 15 minutes. Transfer it all to a a bowl. Let it cool before serving. You can cover it. You can refrigerate it. And, again, you can let it come to room temperature just before serving. The cranberry sauce, though, whether you're doing a minted, an apple orange, Or a base cranberry sauce, something you're probably going to want to get out of the way early on, mostly so it can chill in that refrigerator while you work on the rest of the meal. It is perfect if you do it tonight and let it sit in that fridge overnight and through your Thanksgiving morning. And there's one last thing I want to point out on cranberry sauce. If you like something a little spicier, how about cranberry horseradish sauce? And uh, this is a, a small amount of horseradish sauce. Uh, it'll be nice with, um, with regardless whether it's beef, poultry, ham, lamb as well. Uh, this should be made tonight. This is going to be best if it chills overnight in your refrigerator for tomorrow's meal. The ingredients, simple, two cups of fresh cranberries, a quarter cup of sugar, And a third cup of prepared horseradish. Sort out those cranberries. Again, get rid of the soft ones. Chop them up. Put them into a saucepan with that sugar. Heat it over medium heat. Stir it. Let the sugar dissolve. The mixture becomes blended in about two minutes. And the best thing about this particular cranberry sauce, it does not need to cook. This is quick This is easy. The longest part of this process for your cranberry horseradish sauce is to cool and chill. Uh, Again, does not need to cook. This could be done very quickly. Do it early. Do it tonight. Refrigerate it overnight for the best results. So you have cranberry horseradish sauce, minted cranberry sauce, apple orange cranberry sauce. The choice is yours. Or you go to Little General, you buy a can, you open it, and you let the jelly slip out of the can. That's always pretty darn good as well. But cranberry sauce is a staple at your Thanksgiving dinner table. We're going to talk about how to make that gravy if you make it from scratch. Again, the option, Little General sells some jars and cans that can get you through, or even packets, add water and stir to make your gravy but if you want to make it and you're taking the insides out and you're wondering what to do with this turkey liver we'll tell you about that in a moment all part of recipe for a good day but please if you we don't expect you to take all the notes while we give the recipe you can listen online at your time
1: Oh, phooey, I forgot to listen to Recipe for a Good Day. How do I go shopping now? What's on sale this week? I don't know what to feed Funky the monkey. Well,
0: Anna Marie, we have you covered all at LowGeneral.com. That's where you can find out what's on sale this week at all Low General locations and now can listen to past editions of Recipe for a Good Day. Just go to LowGeneral.com. You'll see the tab for the weekly flyer. Click that. You'll see the specials this week at all Little General locations. And at the bottom of the page... you'll see the link to listen to recipe for a good day so if you miss a show or are unable to write down a recipe now you can go listen anytime at your time at LilGeneral.com. is drawing even closer where we'll gather together. We'll ask the Lord's blessings. We'll give thanks for what we do have. Don't worry about what you don't have. Appreciate what you do have because there's always somebody, even though as bleak as it may seem, that has it a little worse than you do. Either that or I wouldn't want to be the guy at the end of the line. But a big part of your Thanksgiving, when you're talking about turkey and potatoes, of course, is gravy. I love gravy. We're going to talk turkey gravy specifically here. And we're talking about making it uh, from scratch. Uh, We're going to give you an ingredient list. Now, it's also timing of this. One thing that can help you is some things you don't want to make in advance. Gravy is one of them you want that best made before serving, uh, is preparing your ingredients early. And that'll help speed up the process. So if you have the ability, uh, maybe the small, very small uh, storage containers, you can actually uh, prepare the ingredients needed in advance so it speeds up your cooking process later. Uh, In the ingredient list here for your homemade turkey gravy, We'll start off with a quarter cup of dry white wine. One quarter cup, about two fluid ounces of some dry white wine. We're going to add a quarter cup, two fluid ounces of water. Five tablespoons of all-purpose plain old flour. Four cups of turkey stock uh you can he you can uh use uh, some freshly uh ground pepper and some salt as well now turkey stock uh is an interesting thing to prepare if you are going to be making a turkey soup it is a must but it's also an ingredient for um, uh for the gravy in this scenario I'll admit I shortcut I buy the turkey stock you can use chicken stock, but you can find us uh, some turkey stock out there as well. Uh, remove the, uh, the, the, the turkey and the chicken from the roasting pan is a big part of it. And there is some wonderful things in the bottom of that pan that you are going to want and that is going to be a, a big part of this turkey gravy. So after you remove the turkey from your roasting pan, skim or pour off the fat from the pan juices and reserve about three to four tablespoons of that fat. Put it aside. To the remaining pan juices, add the wine, add the water, place it back over a medium heat, bring it to a boil, boil for about two to three minutes. Stirring it all with a wooden spoon, and that'll dislodge any of those brown bits or what we call flavorful heaven bites that are stuck to the bottom of the pan. Strain it into a bowl, set it aside. In the saucepan over medium heat, warm the reserved fat until it's bubbly. Add the flour, stir rapidly for a few seconds, cook up that flour, add the strained pan juices along with three and a half cups of that turkey stock, or if you're using chicken, chicken stock. Uh, Cook it, rapidly stirring again, make that roux until smooth and thickened. Again, only one or two minutes. You can add a little more stock if you wanna get a different consistency. If you wanna thin it out, add in a little more stock. You're better off to add it as you go than to make it too watery. And of course, you're gonna season it with some salt and pepper to taste. Uh, but cooking the flour, keep in mind uh, a lower heat. Be careful not to burn that flour and stir it rapidly. You want to break up any of those clumps and make sure the roux is nice and ready for use. And the choice here, now it's usually done in the boiling process of making the turkey stock, which I've done with using uh, parts of the uh, turkey, including that turkey liver. One year, I did the, I took the time, made the gravy, boiled out the innards of the chicken... Chopped them up and uh, made the whole thing. When I looked at it, I just, I couldn't eat the turkey liver. Um, so uh, I fell short on that one. Uh, for me, though, I'll admit, uh, when it comes to the gravy, after all that cooking, I do use a packaged gravy myself. I don't do it from scratch. But many of you do. You can find recipes again online. The big thing here, though, is making sure you're utilizing the flavor from your roasting pan and not over uh not over uh, cooking or burning that flour as you make the roux make sure you you have low enough heat so your flour is not burning up uh but good luck to you if you're going to make your uh, chicken stock and your chicken gravy it is an accomplishment to do but for me it is either open a jar or rip open a packet because it just moves it along at the end of the day After a long cooking process in a small kitchen. Uh, Leftovers is going to be the final 15 minutes of this Thanksgiving segment. And it's perhaps the uh, best part of the holiday meal is what to do with the leftovers. Now, here's the big thing about turkey leftovers. And I think many people might not realize this. After you eat, you're lethargic. There's dishes to be washed. But the question is, how soon do you debone and store your turkey meat? And this is big. We're talking about turkey that could be spoiling or bacteria that could be growing. Now, according to a survey, 26% of people leave their turkeys out some two, three, four, five hours before storing the uneaten meat. But one of the names we've become quite familiar with this year is the CDC, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, and they state that bacteria will start to grow on cooked poultry just about two hours after it is cooked. So in order to make sure that you are healthy and safe, make sure that you're putting away... The leftovers under two hours after that turkey is cooked. So basically, once the meal is over, somebody's got to get to the remaining remaining turkey and store it properly if you want to utilize... The leftovers. So keep that in mind. At the end of the meal, you just can't sit back and fall asleep watching the football game. You got to attend to that leftover meat or a very expensive, a very uh, hard labored meal could go to waste due to bacteria growing on your turkey dinner. So there are so many items that you can use for your leftover thanksgiving meat of course very popular even popular enough to be at just about any restaurant or sandwich shop is the thanksgiving sandwich grinder whatever it is you're calling it hoagie it's basically everything in one with a bun it's a one-stop shop for thanksgiving food um But there are other things you can do with it as well. How about a leftover Thanksgiving shepherd's pie? How does that sound? I like the sounds of that. Uh, if the leftover ingredients are cold and straight from the fridge, they could be a little firm to spread and pour. So you might want to just microwave them a little bit. Don't re recook them. Don't reheat them. But you just want to heat it enough so it loosens up in texture. And this also helps speed up the cooking time a little bit if the ingredients are layered while they are warm. Uh, what are you looking for to make leftover Thanksgiving shepherd's pie? Two cups of leftover stuffing. One and a half cups of of um, leftover turkey. Now, you can cube it. You can cut it into small pieces. You can shred it. The choice is yours. You're looking for a half cup of whatever cranberry sauce you enjoyed. Probably have about a cup of some leftover vegetables um, that you might want to put in. So, it doesn't matter what your vegetables are. It just adds to the shepherd's pie. Uh, If you don't have any leftover gravy, you can make, but you're going to need a cup of of gravy, turkey gravy, three to four cups of leftover mashed potatoes, and two tablespoons of butter. I checked with Gary in advance. He is okay with the use of butter in this recipe. You're looking for some half-inch pieces. The steps couldn't be easier. Preheat your oven to 400, grease your pie pan or your baking dish, layer the stuffing, spread it out, layer the turkey, layer the cranberry sauce, layer the veggies with some gravy on top of all that and then spread the potatoes over the casserole, dot it with some butter and put it in the oven again at 400, bake it until it's heated through and through. The potatoes will start to golden. You're looking at likely 40 to 50 minutes of time. And, of course, pull it out, let it cool. And if you want to add a little extra kick, you can drizzle a little more gravy on top of that leftover Thanksgiving shepherd's pie, a great use for many of your leftovers after thanksgiving dinner uh we're going to give you some ideas again uh, you can listen at littlegeneral.com if you want to listen after it after your uh, thanksgiving meal you're not sure what you're going to do with them you can listen to this program which will be posted online slow cooker thanksgiving leftover soup recipe something from my friend crockpot jim out there And uh, this is, again, a very easy recipe. One cup of shredded turkey, three cups stuffing, one cup mashed potatoes, one cup of gravy, four cups of chicken broth, three cups of mixed vegetables, whatever it might be you have left over. Ideal slow cooker size for this is a four quart or larger. You can increase the recipe. Add to the slow cooker the turkey, the stuffing, the mashed potatoes, the gravy, the broth and vegetables. Stir it up, cover it, cook it, set it, forget it. Low four to six hours, flavors will meld together and the stuffing will almost melt away for this Thanksgiving leftover soup recipe. And after cooking for days, why not take it easy with the leftovers, let the slow cooker Do the work for you Work smart Not hard they say This is interesting To me because I've never heard of it uh, And I love stuffed shells and uh, this is called Thanksgiving stuffed shells. They actually look delicious. It's about 25 minutes of prep and 15 minutes to bake this. And you're going to utilize things that you're going to have. Leftover turkey, leftover dressing, leftover sweet potatoes, all to a great pasta shell. You can even add some cheese and gravy as the sauce. And it's uh, 24 uncooked jumbo pasta shells. One cup of shredded part skim milk mozzarella cheese. One cup cubed cooked turkey. One cup cooked stuffing. Four green onions. Chop them up here. One cup of mashed sweet potatoes. A quarter teaspoon of chili powder. That is an option. In my world, chili powder does not go in. um, But in Roger Bouchard's world... A quarter teaspoon of uh, chili powder will go in. A half cup of grated Parmesan cheese and one cup of turkey gravy warmed up. Uh, the directions, not too difficult here as you're going to preheat your oven to 350 degrees and on the jumbo pasta shells, again, you're going to buy them uncooked, but fortunately the package will have directions. You're going to make them al dente so you can handle them and not have them fall apart. Uh, take your large bowl, mix in that mozzarella cheese, mix in the turkey, mix in the stuffing, mix in those green onions, stir it. Once you get that combined, you're going to add in the sweet potatoes, And if you're going to use chili powder, this is when you add in the chili powder. Drain the shells. Fill it each with about two tablespoons of that mixture of stuffing and about two tablespoons of that sweet potato mixture. Uh, Arrange those shells in a greased baking dish. Sprinkle some Parmesan cheese over them. Cover it. And bake them. You're looking probably only about 15 to 20 minutes. And uh, instead of a red sauce like you would use on your traditional stuffed shells, and this one for the Thanksgiving stuffed shells, just serve it with some gravy acting as the marinara sauce. And there you have your Thanksgiving stuffed shells. Now, this is the one right now, although I'm looking at that uh, Thanksgiving leftover slow cooker soup, um, but I think I'll have enough with this uh, turkey uh, to try the stuffed shells. This is the one that interests me the most right now because it's just a little different. It's a little different. And it has a unique presentation, too, on the dish when it gets served up. So I'm looking at that. I like that. I'm thinking um I'm going to do some of those uh, Thanksgiving stuff shelves should the leftovers uh, allow. But uh, the slow cooker soup is also intriguing to me. If you're looking for something a little bigger, a little grander, we have that for you as our final leftover uh, recipe. And it's a Thanksgiving leftover enchilada pie. And this is a... Uh, Uh, A little bit um, different. They use the leftover turkey, uh, some greens, mashed sweet potatoes. But with an enchilada pie, you can experiment as you wish. Uh, You can even drop a little cranberry sauce salsa, perhaps, on top of it. Or some sour cream and maybe some roasted pumpkin seeds if you really want to knock it up a notch. The ingredient list, a little bit longer for the enchilada pie. Three tablespoons of olive oil. And you're even going to need a little more of that olive oil so you can grease your pie plate or use a nonstick cooking spray. Quarter cup of chopped onion. A half a teaspoon of cumin. Two cups leftover cooked turkey shredded. Kosher salt, fresh ground ground pepper. Uh, You're going to use some corn tortillas. Use the five and a half inch size here not the over big ones, eight five-and-a-half-inch soft corn tortillas, Uh, one 10-ounce can of red enchilada sauce, two cups of Thanksgiving leftovers. You can combine it in there, whether it's sweet potatoes, whether it's a green bean casserole, whether it's corn, maybe black beans, whatever it is. Uh, Two cups of your Thanksgiving leftovers. Uh, One and a half cups of shredded cheddar cheese. Or you could use a shredded cheddar Monterey Jack here. That's probably the popular combination. And a half cup, four ounces of cheeses. I use the Velveeta cheese. And you cut that into half-inch cubes. There's only a few steps here to this enchilada pie. Uh, First, heat the oven. 350. 350 degrees and of course grease that nine inch pie plate. Heat the olive oil in a skillet over medium heat. You get that shimmer. Add in the onion, the cumin, cook it, stir it often. The onion's gonna soften up in about five minutes. At that point, mix in the turkey and heat through. Uh, Season it with some salt and pepper. Remove it from the heat. Uh, You're gonna use your scissors. You're gonna cut the tortillas in quarters. Or you can use a knife and set it aside on a plate. Combine the shredded cheese and velveta cubes into a bowl. And pour the enchilada sauce into a low-sided bowl. Briefly dip the tortilla piece into the sauce. Being sure to cover it completely. Cover the bottom of your pie plate with these coated tortilla pieces. Now, it's okay if you can see the bottom of the plate in some places, but try to nestle them right up to the edge of the pie plate to keep the the layers separate and to ensure a clean cut later on. Layer in half the turkey and onion mixture. Half the leftovers, or whatever, beans if you're using that, and a third, one third of that cheese mixture. Add in the second layer of tortillas, the remaining turkey, the remaining leftovers, again, another third of the cheese, and then a final layer on top with the coated Tortilla shells in that enchilada sauce. If you have leftover sauce and you want to spruce it up a bit, you can pour the remaining enchilada sauce right over the top of the dish, sprinkle in what's left of your cheese. Now you're ready to put it in the oven. You're going to bake it in your oven for roughly a half an hour. You can finish it off in the broiler for one to two minutes if you want a brown, bubbly top. Then you're going to take it out, let it sit, let it cool. If you don't, you're going to have soup. But let it cool for about 10 minutes before serving. You want a serrated knife to cut this dish. And then serve it with any of the optional turnovers, whether it's leftover cranberry sauces, or you can use some sour cream, or whatever you like on your enchiladas, you can consider that. So a little... Little spicier side of turkey leftovers with a turkey leftover enchilada pie, and there's countless things to do with your Thanksgiving leftovers. So as you forget finish off your Thanksgiving meal and you assess your leftovers, send us an email recipe for a good day at Ask the Chef. At WNRI.com and let us know what you do with your Thanksgiving leftovers. But the most important thing to enjoy your leftovers is make sure, again, you should be putting that meat in storage less than two hours after it's done cooking to make sure bacteria does not start to grow again thank you so much for uh, being with us throughout this year throughout these four weeks of thanksgiving talk chef gary returns to the studio next week and of course as always thanks for listening to recipe for a good day and a happy hearty healthy thanksgiving day to you